Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 47, Know Your Worth. To learn more about us on the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, you can check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. So today we're going to talk about knowing your worth and really um, what that boils down to is, you know, how you value your time, your energy, and your emotions. And um, we kind of want to go through different aspects of how uh, really diving into that and knowing that can help benefit um, or be a detriment if you don't know it. Yeah, and I mean, knowing your worth is essentially kind of really the overall value that you place on your capabilities, the time and effort you give kind of to like tasks or, you know, other people in your life. Um, and really kind of yourself as a whole. Yeah. And I think, you know, with, with as fast paced and busy as, as life gets and, and the day to day, um, it's, it's something that I think can get lost kind of in translation of everything. Yeah, it definitely can. And I, I mean, I think that, you know, when we start talking about, you know, knowing your worth and, and self-value. Um, it's, I think there's a lot of struggles that really kind of can coincide with that. Um, but I think one of the bigger ones, um, that a lot of people struggle with is really just believing in themselves and feeling like they are worthy. Yeah. I think a lot of times, um, as you get into this and, and, that's one of the main struggles is, is, uh, kind of having that belief in yourself, um, that you can do the things you accomplish and, and set out to, to do. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it's sad really because, you know, I, th- I think that so many people kind of feel like that. And, you know, I, I personally, I've been there before many times, you know, where, you know, I've, I've kind of questioned, you know, kind of like that why me complex, right? Like, you know, who am I to do this? Like even this podcast, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started kind of getting that idea, I'm like, well, who am I to do a podcast? And, you know, it really, that shouldn't be what we're asking ourselves. You know, we, I think that we start to question our ourselves and our capabilities and our overall worth a lot more than we really should. Because I think at the end of the day, I mean, everyone is worthy of being able to achieve their goals and their dreams, period. I think really what it comes down to is a matter of putting in the work and the effort. And if you're able to do that and through that are able to achieve those things, I mean, in and of itself, you're worthy right there. Yeah. I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest things with self-worth is that mental piece of it where, um, no matter how good things are going now, or even if you are a very positive person and know yourself worth. I think that's always something that seems to creep in at times of, um, maybe higher stress or, uh, not as, not as mentally strong at that point. But I think it always, even for me, I mean, there's times it creeps in and times that it goes away, but, um, really 
putting in the work and, and the effort and, you know, being able to set goals that, that you can achieve and kind of remind yourself that, hey, I am worthy of this and I'm, I'm working on it and I might not get it right every day, but at least I'm taking steps to, to get where I want to go. Yeah, big time. And I think, you know, well, actually, let me backtrack here because I, th- I think this is really important, but um, the Berkeley Wellbeing Institute uh, did a survey that shows that uh, low self-worth is the number one predictor of unhappiness. And I thought that that was very interesting. I mean, it, it, it makes sense, but was kind of something I'd never thought of before. But but it, it, if you think about that, that's such a powerful survey and statistic is that if we have low self-worth, our, our chances of happiness are diminished greatly. I mean, think about that, right? Like, it, if you don't have the self-worth that you need to accomplish, you know, any goals or whatever it is that you're setting out in life to do. I mean, you, you, you can't really, I mean, I, I don't want to say you can't do it, but you have to have some level of self-worth to really, I think, forge through those things. Maybe I think some of the smaller things like smaller uh, goal items or task items, maybe, you know, that might be a little easier to accomplish perhaps. But I think with all those bigger things, you know, really the ones I think that are going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, if your self-worth is so low that your self-esteem really along with that is low, I don't think that people are going to be able to endure getting through and actually obtaining those goals because they're the roadblocks that they're going to be putting themselves up against throughout the course of that, you know, journey is unreal, you know, and if you don't have the self-worth and, and value who you are and what you're capable of and having that really that knowledge base that you can get there. Right. And, and that, that mental outlook to know that I can accomplish this. I just have to keep trying. Then you're setting yourself up for failure already. Yeah. I think, you know, it ties self-worth ties to the energy you have to, to fight for the goals and, and go down the road um, that you choose and, and try to achieve the things you want to. I think um, it's a lot like a, like a, a car, right? On a road trip. I mean, you wouldn't start a car, a road trip with a quarter tank of gas and expect to get, thousand miles down the road. I mean, you have to fill it up and, and give the car the energy it, energy producing things it needs to complete the trip. And I think, um, you know, if we, we set, set ourselves short or start out short, um, it's just going to make it even harder because any goal in life, anything you try to achieve is going to have ox- obstacles, it's going to have roadblocks. Um, and we have to deep dig deep inside ourselves and find the worth in ourselves to push through those hard times, I think. Yeah. No, that's, that's completely it. And I mean, you know, that, that analogy is great and it, it's kind of ties back into that self-esteem is that that's one of the first things that, that like our self-esteem is kind of that gasoline that, 
that fires up that vehicle and keeps it running. And, and that's what we need in order to first be able to start building up our self-worth is we need to have that self-esteem to know who it is that we are and kind of like value our own selves. Right. And, and the capabilities that we withhold and, and, you know, the knowledge that we might have, the education, the skill sets, whatever it might be, you know, we have to have a bit of self-esteem first before we can really start to build up all of those pillars, if you will, that kind of, you know, set our self-worth up above where we need it to be. Yeah. I think that, you know, the self-esteem is kind of like that, that concoction of confidence, right? It gives you the ability to know and believe in yourself and um, be able to put that first foot forward to kind of go towards your goals and, and um, at least take the risk to get started. Yeah, I agree. And I think too often, you know, people really kind of allow, I think, external events in life to define their worth. Um, and when I say that, I mean, I think that it can really lead people to kind of modify their goals really in a way where, you know, we might start maybe making some of our goals more easy to attain stuff. That's not as hard to shoot for, you know? Um, and, and that could be with hobbies, jobs, friendships, you name it. And I think that ultimately that can kind of make our happiness suffer, you know, because what we're doing is limiting ourselves and then we're not fully working toward and obtaining the larger things that internally we ultimately want to achieve. You know, we're, we're setting these low bar things because we, we don't think that we're worthy of or capable of doing something. So then we start to set the bar lower so that it's easier. And I think a lot of times, you know, that can be good and bad, right? Because, okay, now you're, you're obtaining some stuff, so that's good. But I think we get in the habit of that then. And then we're just always continually setting the bar low um, because our self-worth is so low. Yeah. And I think too, with the external events, really, it can be anything. I mean, there's so many things that you could tie almost tie your happiness to whether it's a job related thing or, um, a fitness goal, uh, really anything can kind of become that catalyst to defining your happiness. If you put all your faith or, or even set unrealistic expectations to it. Um, you know, I think of myself, I'm a pretty big guy. I think that, you know, if I was to set my goal at weighing 150 pounds and, maybe make that my, you know, I have to be 150 pounds. And if I'm not 150 pounds, I'm not doing anything right in life. Well, that's an unrealistic thing for me. And that's an external target that was just way off course that really wouldn't help me achieve anything because the odds of me being 150 pounds, pretty slim to none. Um, but I think we can do that with a lot of things. And, and really, I think part of self-worth is also knowing when you set goals or you set things that you want to attain is understanding that we're human and life happens and that things are going to happen and we're not always going to hit those goals. So when you set 
a goal off of a friend or work or something that's unattainable and unrealistic, you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure because it's not always going to be the case. And if if you can't accept when you when you make a mistake or you, you um, kind of stumble on your your path, um, not being able to you know have that grace with yourself is really could affect your your uh, self worth. Yeah. And I think another thing too, that like when we're talking about, you know, low self-esteem specifically, I think that it can really cause a lot of people to start self-sabotaging, which is, um, really far too common. Um, but goes completely unrecognized a lot of times. I I think that's one of the things with self-sabotage that's kind of tricky and sneaky is a lot of times we're doing it to our own selves because we have such a low self-esteem, but identifying that we're actually doing that to our own self is, is very difficult. Yeah. And you know, when me and Logan were talking about this, this kind of brought up a a personal thing with me, but I, a lot of times, you know, I'm pretty self-confident, I think, and have good self-esteem, but when I get in like I guess you'd say maybe in the dumps or, or not happy with the way life's progressing. And I think even if you do have a lot of confidence and self-esteem, it still hits you at some point, um, where it's just harder to deal with on that mental side. And I found me personally, I am pretty critical of myself. And I think that, um, when I am, um, when I am unhappy with either where I am at work or, maybe a personal situation or something like that, I tend to lean heavy on self-criticism and self-blame and um, even to the point where it can be unrealistic. Like, I mean, it could be to where I just degrade myself in my head or um, even compare myself to other people that do what I do and um, – think, well, why, you know, why are they doing so well? And I'm, I feel like I'm not doing so well or whatever it might be. And I think that for me, I've learned over time that that's a good sign and a flag to say, Hey, something's not right. Cause it's not true. I mean, I guess it's not, and it could be, there could be things that I could be doing better, but the level of critique and the level of, um, uh, harshness, I think that I put on myself is unrealistic. I mean, you have to be able to be honest and know when you can do better at any of those areas of your life. But really all you're doing is sabotaging yourself because you're creating a negative space in your head and you're, you're kind of getting in your own way and building your own roadblock instead of looking at the full picture of like, yeah, you know, I probably could do better in this aspect. Um, but I'm probably not doing as bad as my mind's telling me I'm doing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, I think that, you know, self-sabotage can look like so many different things for different people and different situations. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a really tough thing to stop doing too, when you don't even know you're doing it. And I think that like just being able to have that awareness that you are doing it is a huge thing, but, you know, I think that that's where kind of having some emotional intelligence and that awareness of what we're doing and, and, you know, even just a conversation like this, right. Cause like sometimes people, when they start really goal setting or looking at their life and, you know, trying to 
kind of lay out a plan, you know, it, I think that is where we need to start looking at how much we do value our, our self-worth. Right. And, and, and really looking at our self-esteem and, and everything. But once you start looking at those things and you kind of pause and you start breaking everything down into its little tidbits and, and components that put it, put everything together. I think that's when you can start to realize, you know, like these gaps, right. Or the flaws in things, um, like self-sabotage, right. Or, or that maybe I do have a low self-esteem or that, you know, I don't value myself like I should, you Mm -hmm. know, for whatever reason. And then you can start to break those things down even further. Um, and I, I think that these things are so important because I mean, knowing your worth is essential when you're navigating life's and, and trying to do so successfully and to build happiness, you have to be able to build up your self-worth. I mean, if, if you want to obtain the goals and the dreams that you might have set forth for yourself, it's one of the first things that you need to do is to be able to build up your self-esteem and build up your worth so that you can work toward doing everything it is that you want to do. I also think, you know, as you're building up that, that knowledge of your worth and, and um, the self-esteem, I think it's really important. You know, it's almost like a mental um, strength building because I think that you can know it and still never reach your full potential in being successful and happy if you can't build the mindset up to protect it. Because I think that's where a lot of us struggle or stumble is when um, – we go into that sabotage mindset or we get sidetracked by something negative or, um, that gets us off track. And then we start, we kind of lose sight of that, that, um, self-worth and self-esteem. So I think that having the knowledge and then building the mindset to really protect it can help correct poor habits that we might have in our life. And, um, also really further improve and strengthen the ones that we do, the good habits we do have. Yeah. Big time. And, you know, and, and I think that all of this stuff, like when we start talking about self-worth, self-esteem stuff like that, it, it really embodies a combination of both good and bad things that, um, for example, like we had mentioned earlier, emotional intelligence is a huge thing because I mean, without that emotional intelligence, you know, it's, it's hard to identify some of this stuff. And so like when we start looking at, at these things, like if, if, if you, for example, identify yourself as somebody that has a low self-esteem or low self-worth, all of these things are things that maybe, okay, maybe I should piece these apart and start looking at them and figuring out each of these first, because they, they will all start to kind of tie in to build up that self-esteem and build up that self-worth. But we have to kind of know where to look first. And so emotional intelligence for me is kind of one of those big things because I think that emotional intelligence is a huge umbrella for a lot of different components. Yeah, and I look at it like, you know, the emotional intelligence almost gives you the eye opening to, you know, if you don't have it, then I think it's, you know, it's almost like you're walking around blind in your own body because you don't, it's almost like you don't know how to comprehend emotions you feel or um, kind of see some of those areas that can cause issues in your life. Um, 
whether they be good or bad. And I think building that ability and that strength can help you um, really quick, uh, more quickly assess when things are going wrong or getting in your way. Yeah. And I think on the flip side too, once you start building all that stuff up or once you start running into some of these roadblocks, like, you know, what you were talking about before, like when things don't go your way, you know, and you can start to kind of fall back out, you know, it can help on that side of it too, is that when you have that emotional intelligence, you can, you're a lot better equipped, I think, to, you know, deal with the bad times as well. So it's kind of like a two-sided deal. Um, and it's just a very powerful tool to, to really master. And, you know, I don't, I don't have any, I'm horrible with names, but there are a ton of good books out there, um, specifically on that topic. And so if that's something you struggle with, I'd highly recommend just looking up some of the books, um, and some of the more notable ones out there. Cause there's so many, um, and that can kind of help you get your emotional intelligence up to a place where it can really, really benefit you. Um, I think another area too is like time and productivity. Um, I think that, that it's, that's a huge area where people can kind of fail out, you know, and especially if your self-esteem, your self-worth, all that stuff is really low. Um, it's, it's hard to, I think for me at least get the motivation, um, to be productive it, it, it's hard to even really start your engine in the morning and get yeah. going and, and get to the point where you can do and accomplish all of the things that you need to do because you're so down on yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, time and pro- productivity are probably the, I would say the two that probably cause the most um, mental blocks for me. Cause I think that you know, I set out to be productive and, and use my time efficiently. And I think that that's probably one of the first steps in maybe a downfall in my self-esteem or self-worth is where I start not being as productive with my time or, or efficient and um, kind of like you said, lose the motivation. And then you have to almost rebuild it from scratch to to get back on, on track to where you, you should be. But um, I think it's definitely a hard one in, in our I think for most people, um, because I think we all have a little bit of that procrastination in us and, and, um, you know, think we can maybe take a rest here, take a rest there. And then as it grows, it kind of just turns into this, well, I'm totally off track of where I want to be. And now I'm frustrated and, um, upset with myself and, and, you know, using that intelligent, emotional intelligence to get back there. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I, I struggle with a lot of that stuff as well. And, and one of the things that I notice, um, and this is kind of another key component to this that kind of ties in with your self-worth, but is kind of indecisiveness. And, and I think that can directly tie into time and productivity as well, because for me, I think if I start to get maybe overwhelmed, things like that, I really start to become indecisive. And to the to the point where I just like, I might know that, okay, here's my end goal, but I can make a list or whatever of all these different things. But then, then I start hemming and hawing about, well, where am I going to start? You know? And, and then when our self-worth is low, 
and we're struggling already, I think that then you throw in that being overwhelmed or indecisive if because that's a, been a flaw of mine for a long time is just, I have a hard time deciding. I mean, try and get me to pick a restaurant and, <laughs> you know, but when we're talking about trying to, you know, really reach goals and dreams that we might have, and then self-worth starts to become an issue, I think indecisiveness can also start to become a huge barrier for a lot of people because we, we really just don't know where to start and then picking a spot. And sometimes when we're in that moment, it almost doesn't even matter. You just need to pick something and go, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and get the, get the wheels turning. And that's one thing that has been a hard lesson for me because I want to, when I do stuff, I, I have this innate nature to try and kind of overly control it and like, you know, try and do it, I guess, in that quote unquote, perfect sense. Right. And, and maybe have that OCD nature about it. But I've kind of had to tell myself, like, if I get to that point where I'm indecisive, it's ruining my time and productivity now. Mm -hmm. And I just need to pick a place and start period, even if it's the wrong spot because you'll probably pretty quickly figure out that, oh, okay, maybe I should have done this first over here. Yeah. But by starting, you figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, you know, also with, um, self-worth, I think confidence coincides a lot with, with a high self-worth, a low self-worth and really kind of maintaining your self-worth, I think too, because, a lot of times, you know, anybody that has any level of self-worth, at some point your confidence is going to fade. Um, something's going to happen or, thing, you know, obstacles might get in your way over and over and over again, and you kind of lose that confidence as you get beat up a little bit. And I think, um, you know, really trying to find ways to, to kind of reinvigorate, reinvigorate the confidence or um, build it back up is important because no matter what level, if you're – the crazy person that thinks you can do no wrong and, and you're perfect. Um, I'll be the first to tell you're not, but, um, <laughs> the confidence is going to fade and it's going to get, get, it gets tiring and you get worn down. And I think, um, you know, it's a huge one to make sure that you, uh, try to maintain a healthy level of confidence. Um, but also, you know, don't let it take you, make you too confident. Yeah. Cause there's that flip side. Right. And I mean, you know, uh, I, I can't even speak from experience there because I, I don't know that I've ever been so confident that I got to that kind of where you're kind of cocky or, you know, have such a high ego, but that can be highly detrimental as well. Because a lot of times, like I'm a huge advocate of learning from our mistakes. And sometimes when you get to that level and your confidence is overly confident, um, then I think that we start to fail out from learning from our mistakes as well. And so, you know, that like, it, it can just cause a lot of issues. And I think that when we start talking about confidence, especially when it pertains to self-worth, it, it's really good to find that, that good middle ground mm -hmm. for what works best for us, where we are learning from our mistakes, where we are, able to improve because I think that that's a lot of what goes into self-worth, right? Is that when we can see that 
we are bettering ourselves. We're growing as people. Um, that that stuff really bolsters that self worth and 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 how we view ourselves. Yeah, and I think you know optimally because we kind of lead in here next to insecurities, and I think they kind of play off each other, right? You want the right amount of confidence, but enough insecurity to to kind of balance you out and make sure that you don't make drastic mistakes. Maybe maybe hopefully it can tie pull you back so you make little mistakes and learn and grow. But um, I think, you know, insecurity is really the thing is a good one that is, is good and bad because it can totally hinder you, I think, in, in your growth of self-worth if it's, if it's too strong. Um, but at the same time, it can, it can pull you back a little bit and make you maybe plan a little bit more or um, focus a little bit more and learn more about yourself so that you can be more effective. Yeah. Big time. And I mean, the insecurity piece is one that directly plays right into that self-esteem because if we are so insecure with our own selves, you know, then, then our self-esteem is probably low. And as we start to raise that up, that can help, you know, bring up that confidence level as well, but the self-esteem as a whole. And, but I think, you know, like you were saying, Josh, there's, there's a lot of uh, good and having some insecurities too, because, you know, for me, um, that's always been a, a huge detractor for me is, is my insecurities a lot of times, but I think finding again, just similar to confidence, finding that middle ground and that good operational level is that sometimes, you know, when it's high enough and you're operating without letting it hinder you. Right. But you're just aware enough and just cognizant enough that you can identify things and maybe question things and like learn as you go is it, it is actually a really good feeling. And, and like some of that stuff I found can kind of bolster your self-esteem and self-worth as you go, because you're, you're constantly problem solving and um, learning things on the fly mm-hmm. and, um, it sounds kind of weird, but but it it can make a very impactful difference. Yeah, and the ne- next one we have is vulnerability, which I think is um, very huge in in knowing your self worth and kind of assessing and building it. I think that uh, we all have you know vulnerabilities and and um, something we I think I know I struggle with at times, but um, just in our personality and our, our really our inner workings of ourself is being vulnerable. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to, to um, push yourself into situations that are vulnerable. And I think that uh, when you do understand your self-worth and, and, and um, can see the good and bad in vulnerability, um, it's extremely beneficial. A lot of like insecurities, I mean, it can allow you to learn and grow and um, really you know, almost learn from others too. I think vulnerability really allows you to open up and, and uh, take on some of that advice and, and not always just maybe lean on your own intuition. Yeah. Big time. I think the, another one that's really important and kind of our last one within this is, is connection. And I think connection can get very kind of deep really. Um, and it can embody a lot of stuff because not only is it, is it the connection to ourselves, right? Like the connection to our goals, the connection to our dreams, 
our self-worth in and of itself, our self-esteem, all that, but it's also our connection to the outside world, the people that we're surrounded by, our friends, our family, our supporters, things like that. And I think that when when we start to look at self-worth, I think connection is really a huge factor in how we view ourselves and and how how others kind of almost influence us or not you know like when i when i think of the connection piece i i i directly jump to you know how others really i guess almost perceive me or how i perceive that they perceive me whether i actually know or not um and and that is almost a very toxic thing to look at anyway is being worried about how others might view you or um what your capabilities really are and i think that when we talk about connection specifically though it it's really good to build connections with people that are going to be there as a pillar of support to you. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think connections are huge and um, vitally important to your, your self-worth and self-esteem because like Logan said, I think I at times too lean towards what people might think or, um, and that can really affect you inwardly. I think if you let it, um, and become quite a weight, I think, if it's not managed well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, after you kind of really assess all of this stuff and, and start to move forward and build up your self-worth, I think one huge thing that that everybody should do for themselves is is really to kind of force yourself to be respectful of your own time. I think that that many times, um, whether, especially if you're working for somebody, um, at a company or, um, if you're self-employed and you own your own business, um, or even when we start talking about friendships and relationships with others, one of the, one of the things that often can happen is people will, and, and not always purposefully so, but people can be kind of wasteful of our time or um, they can kind of hold some of our time hostage um, or they'll walk all over us. Um, it depends on the level of what we're talking about here. But these are big things that when we start talking about self-worth is that we have to safeguard ourselves too is to make sure that we're constantly protecting ourselves and the value that we provide to stuff. Um, and especially, you know, in those key areas when we start talking about work and business or, you know, relationships. Yeah. I think it's vitally important for, um, all those relationships to really be a two way street and, um, they really should be mutually beneficial in some capacity to both, both parties involved. I think that, um, you know, like Logan said, a lot of the, Times I think when people do waste our time or, or maybe reach a point of walking all over us, they might not even mean to do it. Um, but if we're cognizant of that and reach a point that it's becoming detrimental to ourselves, it, it uh, 
definitely is a good measure to make sure it's mutually beneficial and um, see if that's a situation that you might have to walk away from. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the last things we wanted to talk about, and we kind of hit on it briefly earlier here, but is, is really one of the hugest negative draws when we start talking about self-worth and self-esteem is when we, when we have to stop comparing ourselves to everyone else around us, it can be such a toxic thing when we start trying to see where we fit in with everybody else. And, and honestly, that's something that we should not even concern ourselves with. I think that when we start looking at, at other people and it's tough to do this, but we need to view them in a motivational aspect. We need to look at them to try and draw inspiration and draw motivation, but not to compare. And, and well, why am I not to that level? You know, that person's half my age mm-hmm. and they've, you know, achieved twice as much as I have. Well, for me, and, and this is a huge thing is we all have a different story. We all have a different upbringing. We all have different skill sets and talents and knowledge bases and uh, financial backings, whatever, like to get to different points in our life. And everybody might take a different path, but just because somebody may have done X, Y, and Z more than us doesn't mean that they're in a better spot or not, or maybe they are. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that we have our own goals and our own dreams and we need to keep pushing to get there. But when we start comparing ourselves to others, um, unless it's done so solely in a motivational, you know, or inspirational way, then it starts to become a detractor and just really slows us down. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I think it is a very difficult thing to do. I think it's human nature to kind of compare and, um, you know, think what if or why not or, um, but it's, you're right. It's not an apples to apples comparison. And I think that, you know, like you said, everybody's different and on their own path. And, um, you know, one way I try to look at that is, you know, every, I think it looks good on the outside. Like when you look, you're peering in the window, everything looks, looks perfect, looks fine. Um, but I try to remember everybody's going through something and, you know, I think that by looking at it that way, for me, it almost like levels the playing field a little bit in my mind, just cause yeah, it might look like everything's perfect over across the street, but you know, they're probably have, they have burdens just like you have burdens. They're just different. So stay in your lane and, and really ultimately the most important thing is focusing on the things that we truly want in life and, um, you know, really work hard to not worry what everyone else is doing or what everyone else thinks you should be doing. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier said than done, but if it's a, a, a skill that you can master, you'll be all the better for it. So, well, I think it's time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. And today oh. we've got a couple quotes for you. So your first quote is, uh, it's an anonymous quote. Um, Sometimes walking away has nothing to do with weakness and everything to do with strength. We walk away not because we want others to realize our worth and value, but because we finally realize our own. I really like that one a lot. 
So our second quote here is also another quote by Anonymous. Um, And this one is, people always think that the most painful thing in life is losing the one you value. The truth is, the most painful thing is losing yourself in the process of valuing someone too much and forgetting that you are special too. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss any new episodes. You can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms, until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.